welcome to the first episode of Pen in Podcast. I am your host, Pen in Pant, and for the first time ever, we have the the master of lift, Eddie E. himself. Oh man, that's a... That's a huge introduction. Uh, <laughs> my name's Eddie. I'm the co-host of the Pen and Podcast. How is everybody co-host. doing? I hope you're doing well. I, I said you were. I said you were. I said I was host. I should have said I said co-host. Sorry, guys. Oh Jesus! I've been I've been disheveled. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this is our first episode. We're gonna be um, hopefully be consistent about this every every week. I'm going to figure out how to publicate this everywhere. I'm going to try my best. I'll have to come up with like a thumbnail and everything about what we talk about and stuff. True. Yeah. I yeah. know. Well, some of our some of our friends from high school, they host a podcast called Real Talk About Feminism. That's on Spotify. And I know at the beginning of all of their episodes, they reference the distributor that they use for their podcast so i think that's how we should do it because that's the only way i know how all right i so think i'm gonna use i'm gonna use anchor i think i think that's the one they use i'm pretty sure i i think you have to, i have to pay for it but honestly not that bad yeah. oh yeah all right let's how, how are you doing today how are we doing today eddie how are you feeling you know we're <laughs> we're living um I uh, I worked. I went um, went into work around uh, let's see eight. Got off at five. Um, had some dinner. Now we're we're rocking, rocking on yeah. the podcast. Um, All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What 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 about you? What are you doing today? Let's see today, um, my girlfriend came over like late last night, cause uh, she got she got off work early, and so we uh, yeah just pretty much went to bed at right right when she got here she got mcdonald's for me so like had had that went to bed woke up um played a little of uh we'll get into what we're what i was playing this morning but i was playing uh, live alive this morning and i introduced my girlfriend to uh, city skylines xbox oh, one yeah. edition she loves that game. She always she loves to play Sims. So she she's yeah. like, this is my new favorite game now. She's a she likes management management style. She does. I like those games. They're always cool. Yeah, she she's very much of a tycoon person. Yeah. But yeah, after that, uh, we uh we got breakfast at um a Black Bear Diner. You know where that is, right? Oh yeah, that place yeah. is legend. It is yeah, legend, it's a, except for it's a hot spot. except for it's five twenty nine cup of orange juice, which you don't get for your refill. So every time you ask for a refill, it's five Jesus fucking dollars. Christ. If you go, if you're in Arizona and you go to Black Bear Diner, do not order orange juice unless you want to pay premium for some fucking OJ. But primo orange juice. Primo. After that, I went to a. I saw I sold a couple things at One Up Games. Uh, I had like a, just a bunch of spare oh my god I had a bunch of spare uh nintendo 64 controllers that i don't know why i had well actually no i do know why i had i forgot to sell them when i've sold the oh, uh, my other okay. n64 i've been i, I actually to... oh, keep going i went to one up with you when i visited there right was that right yeah it's it's the shop that has like the uh, the like 
What do you remember from the shop? And I'll tell you. Is that the one with the Lego bins? No, that's Fallout games. Okay, that's the other one. Yeah, it's Fallout. I think we went to both. I think we might have, yeah. Uh, One of the games has, like, a little... They have, like, always something playing, like a TV or a a game or something. And they have, like, two little couches in the middle of the store, and you can play, like, the NES or whatever. I think I remember that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I did. Uh, And then after that, we... uh, we went to I went to Zia's, picked up um I got like a Three Stooges like collection little like fiftieth like anniversary or whatever thing for my dad. He fucking loves the Three Stooges. He grew up with that stuff. Yeah. So I was like that he was gonna love this and then um and I also got like a strategy guide for Final Fantasy ten. So I recently picked that up too on the on PS four. But I got, dude, I got a lot of fucking games man. I really gotta stop buying stuff. But it's not gonna happen. It's really not it gonna happen. Ends, never ends. No, no. Yeah. yeah. I need to. I need to manage my money better. I buy. I buy too many gym clothes. That's my gym clothes. Money. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I can definitely see that. <laughs> you see them There's deals so, on Instagram. So fun to have a bunch of like fun outfits though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. I know. I have so many clothes that, like, I've had these clothes for, like, years, because I just don't get rid of clothes. Because, like, I can definitely wear this someday. Right. Oh, as I, I, like, I would have to require, like, a lifestyle change. Like, how you go into the gym. It's like, if my clothes don't right. fit me, then, yeah, I'm running new clothes. But I'm, like, the same. <laughs> That's the other reason. That's the other reason I have to buy so many clothes is because like i'm i'm constantly like <laughs> gaining weight so like i just all my clothes are just like disappearing yeah dude I'm like oh shit you dude, love what I've gone, from, I've gone from having oh god i don't know like probably six or seven pairs of jeans that i can wear i only have one now <laughs> <laughs> it's bad oh my god serious the the ass gains are just too much did you well for me it's like literally the opposite like like my I just so much I eat and it goes to my freaking hips and my ass it's like it's not it's not muscle that's going in there but what just getting that getting yeah that dude you must love throw. you must love drawstrings like all your clothes have like drawstrings so you can adjust oh dude it's so nice yeah because <laughs> like once once I can get the pants like up then then I gotta like cinch them yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta like I gotta hold it I gotta hold it yeah it's fucked up, but it's okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into what we're playing. Uh, I've been playing. Let's see, I got I got a, a wide variety, definitely a wide variety here. So like, on my little PS Vita, I've been playing constantly like P, uh, Persona 4 Golden. Have you ever heard of this game? No. So it's a uh, JRPG with uh, elements of uh, you know high school like life, you know, kind of thing. Okay. And Basically, the the basic premise of the game is that yeah, you just moved into this town with your uncle and his uh, and his daughter, right? Because uh, your parents shipped you off for whatever reason. It's a small town, Inaba, right? And then um, you know, and then out of nowhere, like people like this woman just like gets straight up murder and is like hung on a fucking telephone pole, right? And then. You you and like you meet you meet a couple of high school friends and you guys are making this investigative team that goes into like TVs which is another like world like the shadow world, okay. right? And um, 
you'll you'll rescue people and you have to face their shadow self that's like their um deepest you know um what they really feel on the inside you know like it's like oh, i really don't like there's this one girl um yukiko her she her family owns like the most like popular inn in town it's like been around for generations and stuff and it's basically been forced on her it's like manage it and stuff when you know oh, right and so, so like when i when i rescued her she was like, I never want to work at this hotel, this mo, this uh, this fucking hotel again. It's I hate that and I hate you and blah 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 blah, right? And and, and the character has to come to a realization. It's like this is me. Like that is what I am and what I feel like. And it it, it kind of hits home with some of those things, man. Yeah. It it does goes through some personal stuff. I'm like, wow. And it's like a, it's like a 80, 80 hour RPG. So I'm only like 32 in right now. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so like a deep one. Yeah. It is deep. And then Pokemon Ruby, I started picking up again. I've been taking my Game Boy <laughs> to work, and like all my breaks, oh, yeah. I just been just like playing, <laughs> playing my little Game Boy Advance SP, just on the clamshell, just flipping it up and just eating with one hand and playing with the other. Uh, I got I ass kicked. Not I got ass kicked, but I could not beat Wallace, the eighth gym there. It's the water gym. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just grinding right now for that. I, yeah. I gotta try him yeah. again. And then Pokemon, uh, yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, Pokemon is a game that I've I've never had a like a time in my life where I didn't love it. Like I think, like even don't sue me Nintendo, but downloading like, <laughs> emulators and <laughs> um, like playing that on my computer, like even in my twenties, like Pokemon is still like a great experience like always always dude it's like it's it's simple it's not super in-depth you know or at least not the er not the earlier games i know i don't they, they're doing some whack shit in the, the newer <laughs> ones now but um yeah and then i uh then i was playing i just picked up live alive they came out and we're gonna talk about this in the topics and i was playing live alive and uh i'll talk more about it when we get into there what have you been uh we've been playing? What have you been actively doing, Eddie? Well, I um so basically like right now I've been I've been slacking on my gaming. So uh -huh. I've been trying to like play more games to like help me relax. because um, that was always kind of an outlet I had my whole life to play more or to just play video games to like escape and to like relax and yeah. kind of forget about like all the craziness of life and whatever. So I've been playing um, mostly a lot of Halo Infinite. I yeah. really appreciate some Halo. Um, it's mm -hmm. a game that I've always had a, a natural talent with. No matter how long I take a break from it, I kind of just like pick it up, and it's it's like just comes really easy to me, and mm -hmm. it's something I'm familiar with, and I really enjoy playing that one. Um, nice. And then, uh, yeah, I've been I playing think, this game. Yeah, no, yeah, me and Zach have been playing together. It's a good time. Um, lots of tactical slayer. That's the the, the, the great game mode that I've always liked. The, the best shields, headshot. Yeah. Extravaganza. <laughs> um, and then uh, other than that, I've been I've been I've uh, dipping my feet back into uh, dipping my feet, dipping my toe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dipping my toe back into um, the Binding of Isaac, which is a you don't really know. It's a cute little indie game um it's like a top-down uh joystick shooter type vibe 
um, where you play as like a little boy uh-huh. who is uh, basically like there's a lot of deep lore behind it, but he's like abused by his mom and there's like a religious angle and there's all this oh crazy stuff, but it's, it's at the root of it. It's, it's just a fun game. Yeah. Um, you know, you just get a lot of cool little items and, um, there's all kinds of like upgrades and like the progression system is infinitely complicated and it's, it's a cool little game and I'm trying to get good at it. Like I used to be, but it's, it's being a little more challenging than I remember it. So yeah, my best to oh, yeah. Uh, get through that. And then, um, uh, I think the last game, which me and Zach have a very deep history with would be, um, well, not this specific game, but this, uh, this series is, uh, the new, uh, tiny Tina's wonderlands, mm-hmm. which is the latest installment of the borderlands universe. Um, so far i don't really i don't have an opinion yet i've played maybe an hour or two uh it's it's cool i like the little uh they have like this weird system where instead of like fast traveling you kind of like play as if you're like looking onto a board game and you kind of like move your character through the world like that which is really cool actually that's the one thing that's making me hold on to this game i'm like damn this might be really interesting so at least it's different it's being different right yeah it's definitely different so i thought like okay you know borderlands 2 we all know goaded game goat absolutely like absolutely amazing and then you go into the pre-sequel there's a lot of mixed opinions i think it's really good i I love the pre-sequel i love the pre-sequel like it's and and like i'll go back to that one more than um you know borderlands 2 because because we just didn't grind pre-sequel that much it's like we just know we know borderlands 2 so well that like um i could go back to it but like i oh my god our all of our shit that we worked for level 72 is is minuscule now because they added eight more levels to make level 80 now so like oh it's literally a waste of time like and that's that was the issue with borderlands 3 when they came out because like they slowly incremented levels and not by a lot too it was like two and then three, and then I was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" It was one one of many um a little letdowns from that. Yeah, game. yeah. So you know, Borderlands. So pre sequel, then you move into three. Three, I I have a very mixed opinion on. I think it was it was good, but they did some weird stuff with the loot drops and the legendaries, which is really really way too uh... easy to get. It kind of lost some of its sparkle from the early days, and then we're into this this newest game with the Wonderlands, and uh, you know, over over the years, Gearbox has kind of lost their their writing magic along with their you know some of their features. They're not as amazing as they used to be, but yeah. I have some hope for this game because they tried something a little bit different. The gunplay is still really fantastic. It's fun to play. It looks pretty very colorful and you know something that you would expect from that kind of title so that's something i i appreciate about it so far and i'm just gonna try to sprinkle yeah. it in yeah over time that's the one yeah, thing the so. game has going for it is like the gunplay that's what gearbox has going for it like they they're just good at like the looter shooter genre honestly exactly. they've tried to branch out like you remember the game like um battleborn Oh yeah, <laughs> and it came out at the same time as Overwatch. I was like, yeah. I was like, like, oh my gosh, and Chance loved that game. Like he played that mm-hmm. religiously too. 
And it it was a it was a I think it was a cool game, but coming out at the same time as Overwatch, it really fucked yeah. fucking killed it. Yeah, that, then, that game bombed pretty horrendous. I never even touched it. I don't know oh, much yeah. about it. And then they're um they came out with another game like as a PS5 launch exclusive um that like that other like it's like a ha- slasher looter game that fucking was ass, and and they said it only on PS5. But then it came out on PS4 like a year later or something. Oh, come on. Yeah. Right? Whatever. It feels like Gearbox is like, can only make like Borderlands. Like they can't just, yeah. they can't branch out like stuck in that because it's, it's what made them popular. One, and two, it's, right. what, it's what sticks to the wall pretty much. Yeah, it always it always lands at least decently when they, when they bring a new game. It yeah. always, you know, there's some problems with each one, but like, it's always like the 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 root gameplay is always good, which is yeah. essentially all you need. I mean, you know, you can argue, oh, I need story, oh, I need crap, oh, I need blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, root gameplay is the most important thing, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Um, and I've if heard the game's not fun to play. You're not gonna play it. That's that... it. Yeah, hundred percent. The um, the writing I heard in that game is like just pretty pretty bad. It's like making a lot of poop jokes. <laughs> I mean... It's kind of dingy. They've lost their edge. <laughs> like, they can't be edgy anymore just because, you know, the times we live in. But oh, uh, I feel like they didn't, they, they didn't really, like... If you take, like, what Borderlands 2, what they said in that game, I feel like it, it, wouldn't, it didn't, wouldn't cause much trouble. Like, what was so bad about in Borderlands 2 that they just can't, like, replicate in, in this game? It's like they just right. they just gone downhill with that. Yeah, I get because they could they totally could do that. I think most of it is it's not that their their comedic sense has gone away. It's more that they're kind of they're they're forcing this this like language and this rhetoric that like kind of like patron it, it like it's do, it's doing inclusivity for the sake of inclusivity. Yes. It's not genuine. It doesn't feel genuine. Like Jesus Christ, it's so it's so good to make people of all all backgrounds, race, color, gender, creed, whatever, sexual orientation. It's so important to have that inclusivity. But if you do it just because it's popular or it's it's you know mm-hmm. it's going to make you more money as a company to be inclusive, then you shouldn't be doing it because it's not genuine. And it and I was I would assume to some of these affected groups. You know, I can't really speak from experience because we're both white men. Yep, oh, 100%. So, I can't really do much about that, but I feel like when you're in that group, I would feel I would feel incredibly patronized by that because it doesn't feel real. It feels like they're just doing it to do it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, I never I looked at it like that. They're just, they're trying. And, you know, they try to be inclusive of this game, but they only include one, like, black person hairstyle. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Is it's just not there. Like they're just doing it to, just to do it. Like I don't know. Yeah, like it's, they're it's just weird. they're just not like they're only doing it some some of the way. It's it's not. You're right. It doesn't include the whole group. It just includes like the people right. who are most loud in that group. Yeah, it's just the one. It's just the they're they're trying to be inclusive so they make more money because it appeals and it looks good in games journalism. And all this stuff, you know, all oh, the the new the new Borderlands title is very inclusive. And then they get a bunch of headlines, and that gives them more sales. And that's that's the root. It's yeah. all about money, which I, is such mm-hmm. a shame. But you know, absolutely, yeah. Try to 
try to dial back the hot takes on the first episode. We don't scare no, anybody away. Dude, <laughs> takes or no takes, this is, I, I just want this podcast to be like ours. We're, we're being yeah. genuine. We're giving our own opinions, right? right? No, we're not, we're not yeah. gonna, we're not gonna like endorse, we're not gonna go crazy and endorse fucking right. Trump or some shit, but. Which, which we cannot, oh, I will absolutely not. No. I've been seeing that all over Arizona. I've been seeing that, like, because I live in, in a kind of like a white neighborhood, and and it's <laughs> it's the senators, uh, like, uh, fucking, what is it called? The primaries, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I've been seeing, like, Trump endorsed blah, blah, blah. Trump endorsed this, and on the commercials, too, and I just think, Jesus. for me, that is the worst kind of endorsement you can have, one. Dude, all these people, like, speak, speaking as, like, their views like trying to be a senator i'm like this you guys suck how can you say so this it's, it's so painful to watch people magnetized to the trump vibe still it's disgusting it like, is <laughs> he's still running like he's running to he's running 2024 isn't he i know oh god what a joke i, I can't believe it. It's really gonna be like 2016 again, eight years ago. It's gonna happen, and <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna witness the same oh. fucking shit. History repeats. Oh, it's gonna be all the crazy headlines again and the weird tweets and. <laughs> yeah, it'll be and... funny to watch, but Jesus Christ, funny to watch. Just be watching everything burn down again. <laughs> like, the only good thing to come out of his presidency, and I mean, like, the only pretty much good thing that I can remember is like. Gas was pretty, you know, cheap at some yeah, points, right. right? Now it's like fucking five dollars. It's like there's gas. I've been here. I've been here from Jeffrey. Like gas is going down. I'm like down twenty cents. It's still five fucking dollars. Dude, it's so bad. I can't do it. <sighs> All right. Christ. Let's, All right. Yeah. Let's get into uh. Let's get into the topics. Things written down. Oh though. shit. What are we doing? Hold okay. On. Okay. We gotta cover all the all the script. Oh, you didn't. Oh, it's oh, dude. We were still on the game stuff. Go ahead, keep yeah, going, man. man. I love the right, intro. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So, uh, this is the what are we what are we doing section. Um. So, uh, I'm uh my my big thing. This is kind of like a bonus to my introduction. Um, from Zach's grand introduction of me, the Lift Master. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big gym guy. That's kind of my, my entire personality, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, but, um, basically like, um, I'm, I'm in the gym a lot. Um, I'm on this new program, which I bought from, um, Jeff Nippard. If anybody listening to this is interested in bodybuilding or strength training, I'm sure you have heard of him. Or if you haven't heard of him, I would suggest checking him out. He's a very good resource for science-based um, exercise and uh, strength training resources. He is a natural athlete, and he has competed in natural tested federations for powerlifting and bodybuilding. So I think he's a great source for anybody who's a natural athlete trying to just maximize everything about their training and their everything like that. Um, so I'm on his program right now, which I'm really enjoying. Um and um, I compete in powerlifting. That's kind of like my thing. Um, and I, uh, been, I'm prepping, well, pre-prepping for a competition in December. So that is kind of my next big, big goal with my training. Um, but yeah, that's most of my gym stuff at the moment. And then in addition to that, kind of as like a 
a segue with yeah. my gym stuff. Go ahead. No, no, that's a segue. Yeah, you're, I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as a little side thing with my gym stuff, uh, I recently started to delve into the social media content creator lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have, like, a little fitness page on Instagram, and I've been doing it for about a month now, and I really have found a lot of enjoyment in it. Um, I come from a, a big background of, of music. I used to play guitar, so I've always kind of had the desire to have a creative outlet. And when I got really um, committed to my training is I, I kind of lost my, uh, my guitar sensibility. Um, so having this creative outlet with the video making and stuff like that, and it's, it's, it's really been nice. So um, check me out, uh, Instagram at Eddie E lifts spelled E D D I E L E E L I F ts that's on instagram also tiktok i don't post there very much but yeah so yeah um that's what i've been doing lately that's a little more about me and uh we'll bring it back to zach and we'll yeah. kind of get into the meat that's right because um well, well I'll, I'll plug i'll plug uh, for anybody that I'll, I'll plug the links into the youtube description it's like where to, where to yeah. find us and stuff and obviously like um because you can't see it right now, but um, I'm OBS. I have an overlay on of like us talking. There's like a side section of like our name oh, popping right. up, right? And okay. um, and there's, there's gameplay as you're seeing right now. You see in a Discord, right? I'm streaming it to you. Uh, no, I can't see that. How do I see that? Uh, click like on the Pen and Podcast like channel. Oh, oh wait, uh, I, I see it. Are you do seeing it? Wait, am I streaming? Yeah, it? it's streaming, right? I, I'm seeing me and like boxes of me and you. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, sorry. I, oh, wait, now I see a stream. Hold on. Yeah, there Watch you go. Whoa! Yeah, that, right. that's just something to look at so like we don't get like, bored and stuff. Okay. Which Is I... That, footage? Yeah, if you want to send me footage too, like, um, I know you can't really, you don't have the setup for that, but if you just stream on Twitch and then um, afterwards you're done, uh, you go to your oh. Twitch channel, download, like, the actual stream, or... Oh. Or if you want to give me access to uh, your Twitch account, I can just download it from there. Because I know, like, uh, big, long, hour-long sessions take up a lot of space. I don't know how much space you have. I have, right. I have a hard drive for that thing, that sort of thing. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's just, some, it's just something to look at for um, the video listeners in the, on YouTube. Right. Audio listeners, uh, you know, thanks for checking us out. Uh, audioly because i i'm trying to model this podcast i'm not trying to be like a one-on-one ripoff and sort of thing but like um like <laughs> defining duke like last stand media is like defining duke and sacred symbols i think they do a great job with their podcasts and like their um their personalities are awesome so i, I really wanted to i've been wanting to do like a podcast like for some time now so this is this is great i'm glad i can do it with you because I know you can yeah. get some good opinions, and we, we, we can keep talking for sure. Yeah, and um, we, have, we have a good little social chemistry we've built up over almost, what, last almost oh, 10 years. It's got to be pretty close to that it's, right now, like 8 or 9. When, um, the second semester of sophomore year, what, what, what was the beginning? That was the beginning of 2016, was it not? Second semester, that would have been, yeah, so... I was like 15, so it's been about seven years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the story of how I met Eddie and like uh, our okay. group of friends. That's a good one we can talk about. 
Yeah. But before we get into the topic, this is a long ass intro, but you know, I I don't care. We have a lot to talk about, and this, this game by footage. Who cares? This game by footage only lasts two hours, so I, <laughs> if it if I have to repeat it, I repeat it. But so I was, I had just left my other uh, group of uh, friends I had in high school. Cause you you always have to have like that group of friends in high school, or like um, or it's gonna be a, it's a shitty experience, pretty much. And I had that group with my with my basketball with uh, basketball friends and stuff, and you know I would play um like on my PS3 I would play with them like at 2K like fucking uh fucking 13 and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It it was actually pretty cool, right? Uh, we we were we were all right, and then um I don't know for some reason they started just um I I think I started like talking to somebody i don't know what i don't i don't remember exact details but i just remember like them being like a dick they're being dicks and i was just like dude i don't want to put up with this anymore i'm just i'm just not gonna hang out right but i didn't tell them that to their face i just i, I did an irish goodbye and just kind of slipped out yes. of, of existence and right it was the first semester of, se- of sophomore second semester of sophomore year and i, I had a different schedule i had different you know, classes and stuff and so i i get my lunch Right, and I'm like, fuck, man, where do I sit now? I, and I, I would never do this. Like, as as a like a 16 year old, this is the biggest leap I ever could have taken for me personally. I was walking, I see my our friend Ishan sitting with like the group of friends we know now, and I was just like, fuck it, man. Um, I'll hang out with Ishan because I knew Ishan from our friend Caden, who. Well, I just don't talk to anymore, but I knew him from him, and uh, I th- I knew Brandon from uh, my, my English class from freshman year, and then uh, really, and then I don't know if you know this, but like Eli and I sat together during lunch, I think eighth grade. I did not know that. Uh, uh, yeah, because I specifically remember it was it was him and me, and like only like one other person at the at the table. It was like the middle table in the fucking Thunder Ridge. But anyway, I sat with them and I was like, "Hey, hey, Sean, can I sit here, man?" Right? And I was like, "Sure." This little Ishan, sure. sure. Yeah, and I was, and then um, you guys, I, I, I inevitably the topic came up of video games, and I think I, that was when I asked you guys, I was like, well, "Should I get an Xbox or like a PlayStation?" Right? Because right there. I'm trying to remember this. You were I was I, I do remember you, if you, you were there because it was uh I don't know I don't know if it was first or second lunch but I was it, yeah I I do remember you being there Bailey was there Ishan definitely um I think Ishan and then like I think Brandon and Eli I don't know I don't not all of us were there I know that right but yeah and I sat with them they started talking about games and that's how I got the my Xbox One was because of those guys. I was like, well, we're all on Xbox, so get an Xbox. I was like, fine, let's bet. And that, and the rest is history, man. Seven-year friendship. Friends yeah. with uh, most of those people now. It's amazing. Too bad they don't live in the same state. But right. with online, the online space in 2020 with Xbox and stuff, I could talk to most of them. And now we're doing a podcast. We're going to do a podcast weekly so I can get some weekly updates because before... I didn't hear much from you because you were just you're just too busy yeah. with life and stuff, which is fine. I I definitely get it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how I met Eddie and stuff. And um, you just uh, 
I wouldn't say recently, but relatively recently, you started this uh, lifting lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, so basically, let's scroll back to uh, let's see, end of 2020. Um, I had just broken up with my ex. Um, wasn't like a you know most most guys who get in the gym they have like a really <laughs> nasty break. Oh my god, she broke my heart. Ah, you know, juice it wasn't a nasty breakup. It was you know, it was just like had to move on with life. Um, and you know, I kind of I kind of looked at myself after that, and I was like, huh, you know, I've I've kind of lost parts of myself in this relationship, and I kind of want to you know look at myself and try to like build something out of myself again um i had very limited athletic background um i did sports in high school but really not that intently um i did track and lacrosse but i was really bad at lacrosse (laughs) (laughs) and uh i did track but i got injured very quickly and then um you know towards the end of high school i uh kind of i dipped my dipped my toe into the wrong end of the pool kind of uh, bad lifestyle choices with, you know, drugs and alcohol. And I ended up getting sober throughout that relationship, but I, um, I never really got back into that athleticism that I found when I was playing lacrosse. So I, um, I really started really simply with, uh, you know, it's kind of a cliche story. Oh, I was just, I did workouts in my room, but that really is what I did. And, um, I uh, started in like December or like November, December of 2020. I would come home from work and I would go in my room and I would just do 30 minutes of just body weight exercise. So I'd do push-ups and jumping jacks and sit-ups and all this stuff. So um, sort of the next progression of that would be um, I started to notice like I wanted to challenge myself with jumping jacks, which was an interesting kind of thing for me to want to do because I was like, how long can I do this? So I remember one day I ended up doing jumping jacks for like, I think it was like 20 minutes straight. It was like something, something <laughs> out just like nobody, nobody should be doing jumping jacks for 20 minutes straight. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, I was like, wow, like that was, you know, I kind of impressed myself. I was like, I'm surprised I could go for that long. So I thought, okay, like what's another like, highly aerobic long-term activity and i was like you know like everyone runs like my boss nicole runs like we're great friends and i i got a lot of inspiration for her to get into health and exercise and i was like you know i could i could try running like that and uh man did i flip the switch i went from like Mm. just workouts in my room to i was running three four five miles a day i would run 10ks every weekend um I was I was like an ultimate runner just machine like I lost I lost a whole bunch of weight I got you know I'm I'm six foot two and I got down to 159 pounds so I was skin and bone I was nothing Mm. but I was I could run forever that was like my thing so I ran for a few months and then I ended up getting a little foot injury at work so that kind of took me out of that and um, you know I slowly recovered and I got back into it and I I kind of noticed with myself, I'm like, wow, like, I am a, I am a frail little skeleton boy. <laughs> I'd like to kind of get some muscle in and kind of expand my, my fitness into a new, a new realm. 
and I ended up uh, I ended up asking my wonderful friend Chadwick, who is a monster gym rat, super strong guy. Um, I asked him like, "Hey man, like I'd love to go to the gym, but I really just don't know how to use all the machines. I don't really know what to do." And I had him take me, and that was June of 2021. And ever since then, I've been a total dedicated gym fiend and i've turned it into a really big part of my values and my lifestyle to the point where um i go to college at cu um i joined the powerlifting team at cu and um through that i found a wonderful little network of friends john and ben um they're the two team captains there they've coached me and been great friends to me and um the end of last season they were able to, uh, or they were nice enough to uh, give me the chance to be the social media manager for the CU Denver lifting team. So uh, starting this this coming semester and in about a month, I'm going to be managing the social media, doing a lot of filming, um, you know, just kind of promoting the club, getting people to join and all that stuff like that. So I found a lot of joy through through lifting and it's given me a real great sense of personal identity and drive and focus and it's it's a really amazing thing and it's made me find a lot of lovely social connections and friends and it's great so um that's kind of my 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 fitness story so far um and then i guess the the latest chapter is just me starting my own little page um which i talked about a little bit ago but yeah so that's kind of my 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 journey (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I like Thank that you. you I like you found a passion and you're really into it. Cause uh, video games are my passion. You know. Right. It, at first, it was basketball, and I, I was mm-hmm. really into basketball. Oh, Zach is a basketball. I remember we used to play in my driveway. Zach is <laughs> real good. <laughs> oh man, dude. If I still if I still lived there, we'd be still playing basketball. Like yep. just like in in your front front yard. That was a classic time, man. Yeah. Man. And so, yeah, video games have always been a passion for me. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure the first game I played was probably like Pokemon Leaf Green or something. I, I remember getting, having a, a red Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was, that was, that was the switch slowly over time. But then when the pandemic hits, I, so I would buy games like randomly digital games, like, kind of like, I like just out of, out of nowhere, just because I I felt like it, you know, disposable income alert because I was got a job and that it just engulfed that, that just amplified, yeah. But then when when COVID hit and lockdown happened, before that I was I was like getting into the collecting space and I collected a bunch of PS3 games, like the collection games, like a Sly collection, right. the Ratchet and Clank collection, Killzone yeah. stuff like that, and I was really into that. And then slowly over time, uh, fucking the uh, the COVID hit and everybody's at home, and I was just collecting just a bunch of stuff, and I would just be collecting it one day with the intent of using it as content one day, but uh, I just I I maybe used like five percent of that stuff I bought as content <laughs> now, so uh, yeah I I've been I've been 
scaling down very slightly. I sold a bunch of PS3 games, PS2 games that I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever play. I don't want anymore. Or if they're on the new like PlayStation Plus Extra, like the the, the new little PS Plus little tier thing, I'm like, well, I can potentially play it there if I ever want to. And so I've just kept a bunch of PS3 games like you just can't find uh, currently that's on like PS5 or whatever. So yeah, that's that is that is us. You know about us now. A 40-minute intro, but I don't Hell care. Yeah. This is gonna be a. Dude, how much time you got? Because this might be a long podcast. Oh, I'm I'm good till. Uh, say hold on, let me think about this. Say like 9:45, so about another hour. Oh shit! Yeah, there's a time zone difference. Fuck. Okay. Well, that that'll be good. That'll be uh that'll last us the game footage at least. All right, let's get into the first topic. Xbox and Discord are meeting. They're 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 partnering up, and like today, if you're an Xbox uh, insider, you can uh, actually access voice you can voice chat with somebody on Discord and on your Xbox. And I know Jez Gordon, who does uh, Windows Central, did a video about it, and it's a little janky, but it is in the it's like in the insider stage, so it's different. But I am very glad this is happening because discord has become this just a central place to talk for like anything now and it's i'm i'm happy like it, it'll be easier for like uh you're playing with like my my friends that i've made here like in this theater like they all I'll play around discord and stuff so hopefully this integration happens you know it, it releases fully soon but yes right. what do you th- how do you, how do you yeah. You feeling about this? I mean, the first the first thing I thought about when I saw this is Xbox stays making moves. Like Xbox is slowly devouring the entire like it's not even gaming. I'd say well, it's mostly gaming, but like Xbox is just devouring the market. Like we have the Activision acquisition, the Bethesda, like these giant monster mm-hmm. partnerships and acquisitions. Like Xbox is really running the industry in terms of like they might not have like you know the the sales that playstation does or like you know the the adoring fan base but i think these moves that they're making are really going to contribute to their longevity as a company in this industry um and i think with that will allow them sort of you know some breathing room in terms of the the social onslaught they get for a lot of their more questionable decisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think an acquisition, not an acquisition, but like a partnership like this one that we're uh, mm-hmm. with the discord is, I think it's a great, um, a great move for them from a business standpoint. And also, you know, like if we go to more of a personal thing, like Zach said, um, it's going to be great for player connectivity. Um, just kind of getting people involved together that really couldn't be involved before you know you have guys on pc that are friends in real life with guys that are only on xbox now they have like a platform that they can chat through with their with their xbox instead of like using a third-party app or like talking on the phone or like something yeah or using the like the windows app on on the xbox app on the pc which is is known for like it's gotten better but it has had does have its issues and stuff yes so yeah, this is able. This this will connect uh, people on Xbox, mobile, and PC. And so you know, hopefully, um, 
you know, you, you can be on Xbox while we're doing this podcast, playing and you're doing and just talking and stuff, and that that'd yeah, be fucking great. <laughs> it, it could happen like that. So, you know, hopefully this comes out. Uh, the full release comes out soon for um, regular users, but play. What's weird about this is that PlayStation and Discord like announced a partnership like last year or something, and I'm like, well, and then Xbox gets the first strike, which is weird. <laughs> so, because like, definitely there's, there's there's more you like from like the programming or whatever the back end of it. I guess the Xbox is would be easier to integrate with discord because um i'm kind of talking on my ass here but it seems like it'd be easier just because the microsoft and their operating system and stuff yeah i do i do think that i mean windows is is more universally um considered to be the standard and like um kind of like private market computing for like the average person you know what i mean yeah so um like you know everyone has you know, Microsoft Word, Microsoft, blah, blah, blah. Everyone uses, I mean, not everyone uses a Windows system, but it's like a, it's a large majority in terms of like regular people using that stuff. So I think the idea of it being a little more accessible from a coding standpoint is probably pretty accurate. I would, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about programming, but I wouldn't think you're wrong. I think that's probably not so far off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I really think, um, you know, I think Microsoft, you know, like you said, they kind of got like they got the first blow, like PlayStation had already talked about this. But I, I really think they can they can use that that Microsoft money as their leverage, you know, because I'm I, I, I'm pretty sure Microsoft is a significantly larger company than Sony is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Um, yeah. For obvious reasons. But I hope this is one day like. Like obviously, I'm like I can talk to like people on PlayStation, uh, great. Like through like Fortnite and stuff like that, because of, of the crossplay and stuff that goes on there. But right. like playing our own games and just I don't, I don't know how weird it is for other people. Like my um no wait never mind. But I I like we'll just sit in parties and just like sometimes just not talk for a while. But like mm. like just sit, like enjoying the person's company. Oh dude, it's and so a, important. Yeah, and, and and you can't on the like PlayStation like PlayStation users and PlayStation users can do that, but on the Switch, dude, like you have to use like Discord or something because they have the shitty mobile app chat chat like app, chat app that sucks. It's literally terrible. I don't know why they keep for, like they they press it so hard. Like just yeah. Nintendo does a lot of weird stuff. But Nintendo does real weird stuff. But you know, to their credit, they really they really do well so yeah. i don't know they're doing something right <laughs> yeah any, any la- closing comments about this before we move on no not really i think i think it's a it's a good acquisition or partnership yeah acquisition yeah. yeah they do it they do it. they've been doing a lot of acquisitions so i can see where you come from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got a new game release this came out yesterday time of this recording 722 live alive a um pretty much a one for not a one for one i think a one for one remake i would say from a 1994 game that was never actually released in uh, outside of japan okay and um this this came out the people who worked on this most of those people have worked on like chrono trigger and you know Mm -hmm. that 
like yeah. considered one of the best games of all time. I agree to that. Fucking, I love Chrono Trigger. I hope that gets the same treatment as this. But Square Enix has been doing this um, this style with these old games and new ones called HD 2D, where they take yeah, it's dude. a pixel, they take like pixel graphics, but then they just they just make it fucking beautiful. It looks cool. I was watching this trailer for this game. Yeah. Ooh. Man, does it look cool? It's so yeah, fucking it's cool. Like, yeah, it's like you put you put that you know that traditional pixel RPG that we've seen for decades, and you just like it just something. It's like the shaders in Minecraft. It just makes it like explode. It looks yeah, so cool. <laughs> Dude, and I'll read the description on like Nintendo's website. This storied RPG directed by. Takashi Tokita, I don't know if I said that wrong, known for his work on Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV, has been revitalized in this stunning HD2D visual style and is being released outside of Japan for the first time. Each story features rearranged versions of the original music written by Kingdom Hearts series and Final Fantasy XV composer Yoko Shimomura. And uh, so there's seven stories that you start out with, and each of them play out like their own their own little stories, and at the end, I I haven't finished the story yet, but at the end, it somehow links up with the other stories. Uh, like eventually, you'll start no, no, noticing, like, oh, this is how this this character like comes to meet the other ones, or something like that. I don't know yet, but I'm excited for it. And the first story I did was the near the distant future, where mm -hmm. you, you take control of a um a a robot. That uh, this guy create who like it starts out the guy comes out of crisis, a uh, cryo chamber whatever and um right. uh, he's been working on this robot for a while and it, and it finally worked right uh -huh. and so you play as this little robot and I haven't the first hour I played there was literally no combat it was just all story which oh, yeah. is just fine and this story takes uh, inspiration from Alien so like the, okay. this this crew is transporting a Xeno quadruped or whatever right and you know i you can guess what happens pretty much right but dude, shit shit hit the fan pretty quick because each of these yeah. stories was only gonna last you like an hour to three hours oh, and so, so it, it's a pretty short jrpg quick yeah. yeah yeah and i haven't hit the i haven't done any gameplay yet but i'm excited because like i'm gonna keep playing yeah. this and i'll get back to you like next week to see how, right how it yeah, does no, that uh that trailer was like, like I had never heard of this until we were kind of looking at this podcast. And uh, I looked at that trailer and I thought the most interesting kind of perspective I saw about it is like, it's you're playing all these different heroes from like different time periods. I thought that was so cool. That is so fucking like, sick. You go to like caveman, caveman guy, all yeah. the way up to like, like, far future man and there's like an outlaw and like oh it's so cool uh, running through that many different time periods and there's like a boxer and it's just like it's not only time periods but it's like lifestyles like oh yeah ways of ways of life that these these little characters kind of yeah through you know what i mean so i thought that was really awesome yeah and and this game was the one of the inspirations for chrono trigger i mean if you, if you played that I haven't played it, but I, you know, I hear the name yeah. all the time. The, yeah. the premise is, like, Live Alive is these, you play as different characters from different time periods, and Chrono mm -hmm. Trigger, you play as, like, you have your, you have your squad, your, your squad party, and they, they go to 
it's the same place but in different time periods because like a a calamity is like coming or you know and like Mm -hmm. you have to go to different time periods to figure out the problem and like how to fix it and stuff like that and you'll see the environments change like in in the future everything's fucking apocalyptic because right that's just how society became and then you'll go to um you go to the prehistory, you go to Oonga Boonga times, right? And, and you'll see you'll see, you'll see the same layouts, you'll see the same stuff, but in like 50,000 BC or some shit. And then you go to present time. It's really fucking cool. And the music in Chrono Trigger in this game mm. so far, amazing. Like, right. like, dude, the one, Japanese people always hit with their fucking dude, music, man. They know what's going on. <laughs> they really do. And especially if it's coming from the the dude that did uh, Final Fantasy, if he had connections to that, like oh, that's, that's awesome. in Kingdom Hearts, like that's an immediate dub. Like immediate dub. Anyone who's connected to that that soundtrack, yeah, win. <laughs> dub. Immediately. Just, get, just give him the yeah. award. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for this game. Uh, let's see if I finish it or not. Uh, I'll let you know. Okay. I can't. Uh, I I. I an hour in, I can't really recommend it yet. I because right. I just I just don't know. I haven't done any combat or anything. It's a, it's a, supposed to be a grid based combat system, but we will see. And yep. we'll do a second or another game release that happened this week. This came out on Tuesday, the nineteenth. I think that's that's a Tuesday. Stray. It is a you play. Oh. It's a cat game, which. Yes. It does look interesting. It's not that it's not like long of a game either. There's an achievement. There's a trophy for beating it in under in under two hours. So I mean, it's definitely possible. It's definitely a short game, but I feel like people have just been looking at the world. It just looks beautiful, man. What do you think? What are your thoughts about this? I think (laughs) when I watched the trailer for this game, I was like, "What?" (laughs) I thought it was such a cool little idea, you know. And there's there's such a little sense of mystery with it because. You have this, I mean, so I'll describe it a little bit. You play um, third-person perspective of a cat, and you're, like, walking. And it's kind of like a, um, I don't know how you, it's kind of like Limbo. You know, you kind of, like, walk. It's a silent world. It appears to be, at least. There's some some dialogue, it looks like, and some characters that you interact with. But it's kind of like a, you know, a walking game like Limbo or... um, that other game that that company released, I can't remember what it's called. Inside. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, definitely a pure like adventure game, I would say. Yeah, it's like a game where you kind of go along a little path. It's not, you know, it's not like there's a bunch of divergent storytelling and all this stuff, but it looks like a really interesting kind of thing that you unfold just by walking through this world as this little cat. Mm-hmm. And um, you have like in the in the trailer, you have like this little thing on your back and like these little these characters that you walk by are like afraid of you so there's probably some big development with that like i'm sure oh it looked it looks so cool to me when i was like that and i love cats so <laughs> i know dude, yeah. cat people it's an immediate buy for you man like, immediate buy yeah dude and yeah, i cat person you yeah. just want to vibe as a cat for two hours do it <laughs> oh yeah 100 <laughs> i think it's i think it's i'm coming out on pc i don't know um i think i don't know if it's a playstation exclusive console exclusive right now but it should be on pc i don't know when but most of these or not i'm not sure i just know it's on playstation it looks pretty cool 
Yep. I may pick it up. You know, I got a lot of fucking games on my plate now, so it's definitely a cool game. I'd definitely be interested. Yep. And we're going to the first news topic that I have pulled Boy. up on my tab here. <laughs> the Lego Atari 2600 has been officially announced for Atari's Boy. 50th anniversary. Yeah, I. Did I you, hold on. What? Before you go into this one, did you miss the Nintendo one with the? Oh the yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that one next. Okay, I, that I forgot to open okay. that link. Go to the Atari. Let's go there. Yeah. So um, this company um, did the any Lego NES one that works. So this, I can't believe like Lego has gone this far. It's like making like so actually weird. working. I'm pretty sure this this, this actually works. I'm it's, reading it right now. It baffles me things like like those guys that build like I don't know, like those guys that work in uh you know, like MIT type environments, like really it's fancy technical schools. Like they they program for these Lego machines and they work. And it's like now we have something that, you know, in the in the seventies, this is I think the original Atari came out in the late seventies. Yeah. This was like a completely revolutionary technology, you know. Yeah. And now we're to the degree where, you know, some guy can make it out of Legos, which, you know, the kids in the 70s were also playing with, mind you. So you have like this crazy cross-generational thing where you're building something out of like play blocks and it's a working like technological like super machine yeah it's such an incredible little thing it's yeah i'm oh it's yeah i'm reading right now to see if it actually works okay so the set playable the set comes with compact scenes depicting the system's most famous games of scenes it's weird um asteroids adventure and centipede uh is it actually playable so i think i think how it works here well, it has like the chords. Hold on. Let's see. Um, Sorry, I'm looking it up. I can't I mean, actually it's, see. It's anyway. like 200. It's like 210 euros. So it has to work. Like, right? there's no way it doesn't. <laughs> or pounds or whatever that currency. I think that's pounds. Yeah, 210 pounds. That thing yeah. must work. Like, it has to. And it has little. It has chord inputs in the back. Yeah. That's insane. Damn. Yeah, I... That's fucking cool. I mean, I'll definitely yeah. not buy this, because... No. <laughs> I have... Those Atari games, dude, I, I think if you grew up with those, you'll love playing those, but I look at those now, right. those games look like shit. And... Yeah, they're... And, and that's they're, what... They're, yeah. Go ahead. And and that's what, like, kids nowadays are, like... Definitely, like... I, I'll, I'll try and get, like... Uh, fucking Jeffrey or somebody else to play like old games and they're like this looks like shit <laughs> so I can but a PS2 game will definitely look ex- exponentially better than a fucking Atari 2600 game and yeah. people can't see that right. nostalgia plays a huge factor in this and it's like yeah. the, today's market nostalgia is huge so keep going what were you saying Um, yeah I was kind of just going to say what you said about like, it looks so bad, but for someone who grew up with that, like, that would be, like, a fantastic experience to 
kind of re reachieve. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I really think this is this is built for like collector type people or like the the weird cross genre of person that really likes Legos and really likes old games. So yeah, that, the weird subgenre that um... yeah, like a double a double <laughs> subculture experience. <laughs> yeah, so. fucking. If you like Legos, you like Atari Twenty Six Hundred. This is for you, man. This really is for you. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody else. <laughs> yeah, this was built for you. Brick right. by brick. Lily brick. <laughs> fucking. I always love reading the description of like the complete saga, where it's like yeah. kick some brick in one through six. <laughs> what a tagline! <laughs> I love it. The Lego humor. <laughs> oh. All right next topic so in in our little document that we have i put nintendo fucking its customers and that is what it's that is what they're doing here nintendo has announced that the final day by which wii u and 3ds balances have to be spent so even if you put 50 bucks into your account for the 3ds or the or your nintendo account like you can use the nintendo account is like you can use it for the switch and stuff too but it will not be able to work on 3DS and the Wii U like in August or some shit, which it's fucked. Nintendo this is, has been doing this weird fucking thing all the time where it does not care about its legacy content or like they used to do virtual console where like you can play all these old games and stuff. But now they've been ripping it off the shore, like store, sh store shelves, digital storefronts and like it's. It's fucked, man. Like these are it's just some yeah. there's some digital only games on these consoles that will be forever lost. Nobody can ever play them except for pirating, and we know how Nintendo treats pirating. You will yeah, get fucking right. fucked in the ass if you pirate their games and be public about it. You know, like yeah. oh, it's so fucked, man. Yeah. Nintendo is is a weird company because they. I think the reason they're able to get away with this and still retain such a massive fan base really is they they have this like it's like they have like the consumer right they have them just held by the nuts like and you can't the consumer can't do anything about it because Nintendo they they release such incredible content but they realize the power they have so in order to like keep the demand really high for their stuff, they're mm -hmm. gonna abuse that power. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So they're gonna take stuff off the market, and that forces people to think. You know, like I'm a I'm a person who do, I don't know I don't own any Nintendo equipment uh, like anymore. Like I yeah. used to own I had a GameCube, I had a, I had a DS Lite, I had all this stuff. So, but like from a person who doesn't own any N Nintendo equipment. Basically, the way I feel is like, wow, like if I ever wanted to play those old games ever again, I feel like I have to buy, excuse me, I have to buy a Nintendo Switch and just pray that they're going to release these games. But then you just don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're kind of they're kind of abusing this this power that they have where you don't really know what they're planning. You don't know what they're doing. Are they going to, are they going to give us a remaster? Oh my God. You know, yeah, no, they're really using that. And it keeps their customers like on their heels. And, yeah. and when yeah. they get something small, like people really criticize the, um, it was, I think it was, um, 
not last year, but like fall of the year before that, 2020, they did a, uh, they released a collection of the Mario games, 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, and they were just straight like emulate emulated games on a cartridge, um, and which is which is you know. I can see where people are coming from, or like you couldn't have made it better. Like it was just a straight, a straight emulator. It wasn't ported. It wasn't yeah. like done. Like I, I think Galaxy had a couple like quality of life like improvements. There's small improvements, and it was for sixty bucks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I mean, I being the shill I am, I've never, I, I've only played my, like sixty four on like the DS. So like I, I bought it because like I've just never played those games before. So I mean, yeah. Nintendo has their market. But yeah. they're just so weird all the yeah. time. Uh, they really just they play on that that hyper unknown. You just don't know what their next move is, you know. And that I mean, to their credit, that really creates a really in- incredible demand for their products. But it's also kind of like shafting the customer, which you know, that's up to them. They want to make their money how they want to make their money. But yeah. Yeah. And um, for the people listening, um, it was previously warned that from August 29th, it will no longer be possible to use a prepaid eShop card to add funds to a Wii U or 3DS balance. Now they've stated that as of March 27th, 2023, will be the last day any existing balance can be used to buy Wii U or 3DS games. And by the way, I'm using a like, Video Games Chronicle for all this. I've heard they're a really good source. But anyway, yeah. Like like August 29th, you won't be able to add any more funds. For wait, it won't be possible to use that prepaid eShop card, so like a gift card or whatever, yeah. to add to add funds to a Wii U. So I guess, and I they took away to they took away the option to do um the credit card already. So like, jeez. Like, like these people are fucked. These this fan base like. Yeah. If they want to buy new games, the, if they want to play the new games, they're going to have to, if it's not available on the Switch, they're going to have to, you know, pirate it, emulate it, man. Because yeah, it, it, they just have made it inaccessible. And Nintendo games have been increasing in price so much, especially their old games, they go for hundreds of dollars. Like, the yep. cartridge Pokemon games that on the GBA, hundreds of Immediately over hundred dollars or more if it's an authentic copy. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane, absolutely insane. That's, and I can understand like the because the Pokemon company operates on its own, but like Nintendo, like a fire, like some of the old Fire Emblems, you can't play anywhere. Besides the 3DS and like or emulated, like you have to have like legally you have to have those copies physically to like rip it. And, like, to play it legally, but, you know, people, most people don't have the technical know-how for it, or they just don't care. Right. And, and that's just losing yeah. more money. But yeah. I, I guess Nintendo has so many things stacked that it, it sees its, like, its con- it's like its back catalog as, like, third, like, not even, like, third priority. They have Nintendo Switch Online. They've been re- releasing, like, Nintendo 64 games on that, NES, Super NES games. Which is great, but you're paying for backwards compatibility. Like right. Xbox is a great example. They, I, you can play like Xbox original games, Xbox 360 games, and all you have to do is all you have to all you have to need is the disc. You don't have to pay for it. 
uh, unless you want to like buy it digitally because you don't have it. But it, it, it's it's an option. They give you the option of yeah. using it. Right. At least you can buy it. That's the thing too. Yeah, it's is, available to buy. You know, you don't have to go. You don't have to go hunt down at your local game store to like find some fringe original Xbox title. You can just buy it. That's like, how much easier is that? One, you know, from a customer like satisfaction standpoint. For but two, you're just like, that's like a huge money maker. You're just getting free money off stuff that you released near 20 years ago. Now, you know, it literally it's free money. Like yeah, it's it's like you can just like what Nintendo did with Mario. Like that Mario collection, it sold like millions of copies, and it was it was so weird. They did a, a limited like release so like digitally you can't buy that collection anymore but it's everywhere physically like they just printed a bucket ton of of copies right but yeah they did that with like the original fire emblem game which i don't think it was available anywhere else besides like the fucking super famicom whatever like they released it was eight dollars and it was it was only available for like six months and then after that if you had, if you didn't buy it in that time period, you cannot buy it on the Switch again. Like it's gone. You can't unless you unless it's you have so like a, a modded Switch. And like you so you can't strange. buy Mario sixty. You can only like if you want to play Mario sixty four, you're gonna have to do it on Nintendo's paid online subscription service. God man, it's fucked. So before I Wild. keep going on a tangent, let's let's move on. Yeah. Netflix Resident Evil series currently has one of its lowest audience score, <laughs> and on Rotten Tomatoes is a 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh God! <laughs> they put a lot into this. They were they were hoping, but like, it is it is so like people just keep throwing they just keep throwing shit at the wall like video game movies content yeah, man. and hoping it sticks. Works. It's and like it only has recently worked with Sonic. Like that's the only other like that's like probably the most the most successful video game like adaptation and TV. Yeah. Uh, besides uh, Castlevania, they have an anime on Netflix, which is actually really good. I've heard, but, like right. that Sonic, every other every other like iteration besides like the '90s Mortal Kombat movies, oh, like Jesus. even those were like those are a little those like cult like cult classics, pretty much. Yeah. Like they're not they're, like, great. Yeah, but if you're yeah. you're a video game fan and you watch that, you're like, yeah, this is this is what Mortal Kombat would be like. This yeah. show is like nothing like Resident Evil from what I've heard. Like it just sucks. That's so weird. And, yeah. and like The Witcher, like that's like there's like three examples I can think of that have been amazing. Everything yeah. else, shit. Yeah, man, because The Witcher has uh, Henry Cavill. From Superman, so they got a you know amazing actor great, for that. A great choice for that character, you know, because Geralt is such a masculine, hyper, super buff, tough guy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So they picked a great character for it, and that made The Witcher just so it it looks so great, like such a great character or actor choice for that character, and then uh. Yeah, I don't, I mean, this Resident Evil show, Jesus Christ, like, you know, it, it can be hard to adapt sort of like a survival horror kind of vibe into a TV show. Yeah. You see it all the time, and it does it does so well. Like, you know, the, t- you know, number one example, Stranger Things, like, that's a survival horror adventure type story. Yeah. 
um, lots of mystery, and that's kind of what Resident Evil has a lot in its core is it's that survival there's the scary stuff that you don't see and there's like a big mystery behind everything and there's all these mm -hmm. you know conspiracies and you know that's that's really what they they have and you know with netflix one because they have a lot of a lot of fucking money oh, number yeah. two they have experience with making successful content of this of this genre and i know that they could do it it's just this this did not work <laughs> it not yeah work. no it did not and on an article that video games chronicle wrote it has a couple quotes that they took and user reviews for resident evil have been incredibly negative one user says serial disaster has nothing to do with resident evil which i believe i i can believe that i'm like why why would you not you like even if you like re like like the first game like you take that and make it a, a one season i mean like right. people have people have i don't know if a lot of people have played the first resident evil and like and this is this is the mainstream audience now lots of people have netflix you'd be introducing them to fucking a great a great game series and stuff like that yeah. and another quote have you ever seen you know the live action dragon ball movie they made like 2008 it was fucking no, ass <laughs> it's so fucking bad and it like already I, sounds bad it's it's horrible <laughs> and I, I appreciate like akira toriyama was i don't know actually i'm not going to say that because i have actually no idea but i saw it and i was like this fucking sucks do you remember the last airbender Oh man, that one that one's real real bad. Yeah, yeah. So like it, it's like uh, this guy says it's like Dragon Ball Evolution in the sense that it's so disconnected from the source material that if you removed a few elements, you wouldn't even know it was an adaptation, which is so sad <laughs> to see. Resident Evil is a great horror game series. Exactly. It's it's so disappointing that oh. it it just ends up like this. And I know like there was like a World of Warcraft movie that did ass yeah. What else was what else was there? That. Um, um I top my head. The Tomb Raider movies were not good. The Tomb Raider movies, you know, they had its charm. I mean, it was all yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the charm is Angelina Jolie. <laughs> that was literally the charm. That's why I watched it. I was like, oh, Angelina Jolie's in this. She looks kind of good. Uh, watch, and I was like, it wasn't great. And I, I appreciate. Sure I was like 15 when I watched it, and I was, and right. I'm, I'm just like. That's, yeah, that's ah. the charm. The charm is is teenage boys want to watch it. <laughs> teenage it. boys, Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, there isn't a second season of this shit show, or they they reinvent the formula or some shit like that. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Square Enix is selling a Final Fantasy figure that comes with an NFT. <laughs> the most... I, oh, my God. Uh, Paying an extra $30 gets you an NFT that you may lose access to in the future, Video Games Chronicle writes. That's the worst part. When I read this, I was like, you might... Well, okay, so I don't I don't really get NFTs. I just, like, what, what the hell? Like, yeah. all I see it as is, like, the... <laughs> It's just like a Logan Paul industry. Like, like yeah, it's, it's, it's a, oh God. He's like a hyper successful guy. And uh, I have a lot of respect for him, especially this thing I've noticed he's done recently with this. Uh, he's done like this photography project, which I love. I really think it's cool. Um, but uh, like, it's just like that weird little like, I don't know, like it's like a young, like a weird young part of the Internet 
where it's like mm-hmm. these kids in middle school and high school that are like throwing hundreds and thousands of dollars into this stuff and obviously some people make a lot of money off of it but when you start spitting stuff at me where it's like well it may disappear <laughs> in a few years i'm like what like i just <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> what's the point it's like you're 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 buying into something that may disappear out of thin air at an unknown moment in time you have no idea yeah you know and so. the thing with this is that like each figure that like that like each figure that they have to make has to be an, an ex, like an exclusive and unique NFT that like nobody has because that's the whole selling point of NFTs is like you own the original digital copy per se which runs through a blockchain. So like I like I don't know how many like they have to make like each individual and you know each individual like unique NFT is just gonna be a slight variation like it's not they're not gonna like. Yeah. go hardcore into this it's probably gonna be some ps1 fucking polygon from the original final fantasy 7 game for all yeah, we fucking like know bored apes man like they all look the same but they, they have, like, all look one, the one same sunglasses and then the other one doesn't like what the, yeah it's fallen the nft thing has fallen off so hard and it's i'm so happy it's so fucking stupid how that works at all and makes... what what I've come to know from an NFT is like a non-fungible token. It says a yeah. digital like receipt that what that this image, this JPEG that you have, is yours, mm-hmm. and like nobody else can have this specific JPEG because through the blockchain they can they can digitally check that like oh you have the original JPEG, which so obvious obvi- it's the weirdest the most weird digital collectible ever. Like I would. I would like collect digital cards than an NFT. Like digital cards, yeah. like it's oh, so ridiculous. And with Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII, like Square Enix has been doing this whole thing. The president was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be going into the uh, NFT space for sure. I expect more of that." I, 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 I paraphrasing. I'm like, stupid, stupid. I it's so dumb. So fucking dumb. And like. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read more of the article. People who buy the figure will have to create an account with the NFT platform Engine and download their Engine wallet app. Once they figure, oh, they will. Once they figure it out, they will then have a limited time to redeem their digital certificate and digital figure. After which, quote, any attempt to redeem cannot be accepted for any reason. End quote. Jesus, man. So, not only are you getting this. <laughs> intangible item that may disappear at any moment yeah (laughs) you are also you're you're forced to use this platform that um that they've obviously partnered with and they have some sort of brand deal or they have some sort of royalty deal with Mm -hmm. so it's it seems like it's not even motivated by like you know, like I, I can assume that there's some people in the NFT community that have some sort of passion for it or they think it's very interesting or it's like a viable way to invest, which is cool. Like, you know, be interested yeah. whenever you want. That's awesome. But um, see, what I'm seeing here is that because they're attaching it to this company, you know, like, oh, you have to download this app. You have to make an account with this company. Mm-hmm. It seems more like. They were approached by this NFT company, and this NFT company approached them and said, hey, 
we have a giant sum of money we're willing to offer you if you can promote us in some way. And this is the way they figured out how to promote them. So it doesn't even feel yep. genuine at this point. No, it, it absolutely doesn't. And I can't believe they're still going to be like, like, like even the, like they, they say down here, the figure is the latest Square Enix ongoing NFT interest, which started in January when President Yosuke Matsuda published a New Year letter expressing the company's enthusiasm for NFTs and blockchain technology. Enthusiasm for money. Money. <laughs> That's what I hear. It is like <laughs> NFT can be described to me as like a cash is the a cash grab, a simple like oh, it's so easy, the easiest cash trend. grab. Yeah, it's yeah, a it, huge trend. Yeah, it was it was a huge trend. Like well, like yeah, this company well, like it's kind of it's, it's dying and like they're doubling down still. I'm like, are you trying to be a pioneer or something? Because it's not. I don't right. think. I hope it doesn't fucking work out for you because it sucks yeah. ass. Yeah, like you you can't be an early adopter to a new form of media or technology if you're doing it like a year too late. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like companies have been making like NFT games, and I'm like, you're investing all this. It's wasted money. You're literally Jesus. wasting money right now. Like it's not gonna be around. I fucking sure hope it's not, but I it, I don't think it's gonna be around. Yeah. No. Here, look at this. I'm I'm kind of yeah. scrolling around on the on, on VGC here. Yeah. There's a side article linked. It says NFT sales plunged to a 12 month low in June. Monthly sales total just over one billion down from twelve point six in January. Oh, huge chain! That's oh like... my God, over ten billion dollars. Yeah, that's an eleven billion dollar reduction. If you look at it from a percentage point, that's like a thousand percent less. Like, oh my God, dude! It's outrageous. That's like ten times less profit or uh, money flowing through the industry. So it really is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, bro! Christ. <laughs> and you know, despite uh, VGC writes, despite criticism by some corners of the games industry, Matsuda's letter triggered an eight percent jump in Square Enix's share price. It's oh, single. It, it's biggest single day increase since August of like 2021 during the first day of trading in Tokyo since publication. Jeez, man. And even more recently, in June, at its shareholders meeting. It, they revealed that its medium-term goals include, quote, development of blockchain games and entertainment products, oh, which is what we've seen. Geez. The first one, like the earliest adapter. It's fucking... I swear. Appeasing the shareholders, that that is the worst thing I can ever hear from any business. Once they start trying to appease the shareholders, things go real bad. Yeah, because <laughs> these shareholders... God. Um, I I don't I can't speak as one or like to many, but I don't think many of them are in the game space. Like they're just in it for the. Cause no. They they see the they see the hobby market and this this hobby is like very lucrative, which it is. And so they're gonna do any right. anything they can to make money. That's how fucking asshole capitalism is is work now. You know. <laughs> asshole cap. Correct. That's <laughs> like I mean. <sighs> I haven't I haven't lived in a socialist way, but I, I I don't know I don't know if it would be better or not. I do like some aspects of capitalism, but other huge aspects really are just fucking suck. Yeah, man. There's there's ugh, I just yeah once I think I think the issue when you appease the shareholder from a game company context when you're appeasing the shareholders, the the biggest thing that they're kind of not understanding is that 
their average shareholder is not the same as their average customer. And who yeah. makes who makes Square Enix money? The customer, not the shareholder. You know, the mm-hmm. shareholder is a big revenue stream, and that's obviously why they want to work with them. But if they want a long-term and successful, healthy company that lasts for a long time, they need to appease the customer, not the shareholder. Yep. Yep. Well said. And then, uh, you know, they're they're gonna be like they're still releasing games and stuff. Square Enix is a huge company, and I just hope this this little side business they're doing of NFTs just, just dies out, honestly, because yeah. like, it, like. Like this, this like you have have a physical product tied to a digital product that will like r- disappear one day, where like this this fucking figure will won't disappear unless it's destroyed. And like it, like imagine combining polar opposites of 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 a product, one that can like can't it will won't disappear unless you like absolutely disintegrate it, and one that will uh, off of a digital whim. It's such a weird pairing. It's so weird. That right. doesn't make sense. And I just don't. continuing <laughs> with the NFT topic, VGC oh, writes... We a win here, though. Yeah. We do have a win. Mojang write, uh, VGC writes, Mojang has said it won't allow NFTs in Minecraft, quote, to yeah. ensure that Minecraft <laughs> players have a safe and inclusive experience, end quote. That's what we like. Minecraft yeah. stays winning. This yes. is great. They're saying fuck NFTs. Like, it's not worth it. It also it's it's fucking Minecraft. Like, imagine like a dirt block NFT. Can you imagine? I'm sure there is one at this point. I'm sure there is, but like, imagine imagine it was like fully endorsed. That'd be so stupid. And like, Minecraft has such a young audience that like, eventually a story's gonna come out that one of the, one of their an eight year old is gonna get scammed because they of it out of an NFT. You know, and then it's just the whole thing. Right. Yeah, man. I just, well, the first thing, you know, I thought about this too is, you know, we go way, way back to the beginning of the episode with the Discord article. So yeah. Xbox and Discord. This is another example that I'm seeing because Xbox owns Minecraft. This is another example of Xbox understanding that they need to stop appeasing the shareholder and work with the customer. Because all throughout the last generation, the Xbox One, Xbox took so many L's, it was embarrassing. And then now in this generation, we got all these acquisitions, and we got their their sub-companies are making good decisions as well. So mm-hmm. Microsoft obviously has pull over Minecraft and what they're allowed to do and what they're not. So I'm, I'm assuming this decision was not Minecraft's, the Minecraft team's decision only. But this, yeah. I just see this as another connection. Microsoft is they're they're really they're really doing it right. They know what's going on. <laughs> Reject <Yep>. the NFT. <laughs> Reject it. Yes. And in the article, they write like uh, I guess this is a, a general description of like NFTs. If our previous topic wasn't good enough for a uh, definition, they write NFTs are unique, non-interchangeable units of data stored on a decentralized ledger called a blockchain which allow users to buy and sell digital assets such as in-game items or artwork yeah so that's what it is and yeah it's a more in-depth explanation than what i gave but they also yeah vgc (laughs) also writes 
In our uh, quote, in our Minecraft usage guidelines, we outline how a server owner can charge for access, and not all players should have access to the same functionality. Mojang said. And they, they keep saying, we have rules to ensure that Minecraft remains a community where everyone has access to the same content. NFTs, however, can create models of scarcity and exclusion that conflict with our guidelines and the spirit of Minecraft. To ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our client and server applications, nor may Minecraft in-game content such as worlds, skins, persona items or other mods be utilized by blockchain technology to create a scarce digital asset end quote i love that because when you create scarcity over this is this is very similar to my my views on the loot box craze that yeah. is a little bit dead now but it, it you know it's still still breathing mm -hmm. but when you create scarcity through you know something that young people engage with you know like these are, I, I remember how I was when I was 14, 15. I'd buy all these, you know, I'd buy skins and Black Ops 2 and shit like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not healthy. It's really not good because these kids are going to have sort of a warped sense of, like, money and just value of, like, what's important. <laughs> like, creating scarcity over a Minecraft skin, you know, oh, my God, it's super cool. Oh, he ha my friend has this skin. Oh, that's super cool, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Like that's part of the fun, but once you once you create all these barriers to entry in the gaming sphere for especially for young people, mm -hmm. then one, it makes the hobby more demonized by adults who don't who don't understand because they see, you know, all this unhealthy behavior with like spending money on dumb shit. So obviously, as a as a gamer myself, I kind of understand that not all of it is dumb shit, but someone who you know as a parent to a child might say like oh my god like my kid is having a bad bad relationship with money he's gonna not know how to do this and blah 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 blah, blah. Mm -hmm. so creating the scarcity in the market is gonna is gonna increase this you know need for you know kids to buy and gamble and buy all this stuff in gaming and that's just going to make their parents more afraid of it. And then they're not going to be able to game at all because the parents are going to take it away. And knowing yeah. the value that gaming has given to me in my life, I, I do not want any reality in which that is real for somebody else. I don't want that to be taken away just because companies are being greedy by creating scarce items or putting their own NFTs into a game, which mm -hmm. I think would be the ultimate consequence of this is companies making their own NFTs for people to buy mm -hmm. in the game. The ultimate expression of greed in the industry would, I think, come to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, well said. And because, I mean, you know, we, we were there in Black Ops 3, all the loot boxes. Like, it it wasn't oh, like... I, I spent so much money just to get, like, a, the, a weapon because I, I just wanted the weapon. I could, You couldn't right. get it anywhere else besides the loot boxes. And, like... Yeah. I, I I was I was engulfed in that, and I the Activision got hundreds of dollars from me because of that, which yeah. I wish I didn't do in the long run, because right. we had plenty there's plenty of weapons, but you know how it is, man. Yeah. So it, it's this NFT practice and and loot boxes are just very predatory, and they yeah. it has no place in gaming. Like no, it doesn't. No. It's, it's it's so dumb, and you know as someone who like yeah. who works with 
with children. Like most of them do play like the Fortnites and, and ro- yeah. a lot of them play like Roblox. And I don't think Roblox is <laughs> so such <laughs> those games are like such a cash grab and like it's your Roblox credits only work in a specific game. I'm like that's fucked, dude. <laughs> I was like, 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 what, what if they, what if the, what if that game creator decides like I don't want to want this up anymore? Like all the stuff you bought in that game, like what this about gone. those Robux? Like they're just gone, man. Like you yeah, just don't get Jesus. them back. Like I think that's how it works. That's what it looks like how it works. I might be speaking out of my ass here, but it's ridiculous. It's yeah. stupid. And I'm like, I would never. <laughs> I can see like how people would spend money in Roblox, like yeah, invested yeah. in that little community. But we fuck. Eli, Eli, we used to play so in Roblox. <laughs> so we used to play Roblox a lot in high school. Right when it came out on console, when it came out on the Xbox, we played it all the time. It was so fun. We played this one, <laughs> played this one game mode called Natural Disaster, and it's it's probably the most popular one. But basically, you you spawn in the world. And you try to avoid these various disasters. So, like, be a tornado or a tsunami. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, kind of platform around the environment to to avoid it. Try not to die. But um, there were little microtransactions in, in this game mode. And one thing we always laughed about is these dudes <laughs> would walk around and their character would have a little red balloon in their hand. <laughs> and... Uh, it would help you jump higher to like better avoid the uh, the, the disaster. Yeah. Like yeah. So our friend Eli, I think what is it like ten dollars? I think it was like ten dollars. It's like eight or t- sure. eight ten dollars, something like yeah. that. An outrageous Eli's price. Ten dollars on this little red balloon in Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Because all he used to do, we'd get on and we'd see, oh, Eli's playing Roblox <laughs> with this red balloon. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Oh, fucking god, dude. We gotta get him as a guest sometime. Yeah. We can have so many people as we can have so many guests come in. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I I think um, I don't know if you want to do it for like our second episode, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely down. We get a guest, see who's available. Then like I was talking to Ishan about it, and like Ishan can't really do Saturdays, (laughs) Saturday nights. So I was like, let's. We can do other days. So that's yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's what works best for Eddie for like the first episode right now. But yeah, we could we yeah. be flexible for sure. Like definitely like, weekend vibes, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah, I can stuff like that. Yes. I can. Yeah, I can imagine a whole whole little cast of just guest characters. That'd be awesome, man. I love that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Get our friends into this more personal. Yeah. Right. All right, and we're gonna move into our last fucking news article this week Naughty Dog VGC writes Naughty Dog releases official Last of Us remake gameplay after quote hurtful unquote leaks the studio has published a 10 minute features and gameplay deep dive video so the thing with this um if you ever played The Last of Us have you heard of it oh yeah I haven't played it because I've I've never I've never been a PlayStation guy. I've never owned one. Well, no, that's not true. I've owned a PlayStation Two, but um, yeah, post PlayStation Two, never had one. So I've heard of it. I've I'm pretty sure I've watched a whole playthrough of it. It's a huge game. It's got a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, like the the, the first the first game story is like amazing. One of the best like stories out there. And like 
and it released in 2013 on PS3. And then, I, I, you know, that's the same year uh, PlayStation 4 came out. So then 2014, a year later, they released Last of Us Remastered, which it definitely looks better and, you know, it plays better and stuff like that because it's on a PS4. And then now, um, 2022, uh, nine years after the original release, they're doing this remake. And a lot of people online have been criticizing it as like, we already have a good version. We don't need this version, right? And so uh, there's that discourse. But then um, there was like, up, like there, there, uh, this game's releasing like September th uh, 1st, 2nd or whatever. And so there, there was a leak recently that like, and one guy who like had the leak described it as you know like not many gameplay improvements, which is what Sony advertised. Or like yeah, like this this game's like done from the ground up, you know like everything's resources are done like as as best as it can. And one guy was like yeah, not many improvements were made, and like there's a big it was like a, a leak video that showed like the, the the combat and it's like not changed at all from like the first game because the yeah. sequel that's what's part two had a bunch of gameplay um it, it was like the basis was still there from the first game but they added more mechanics like proning and dodging and stuff like that and it, it just definitely looks like looks more realistic and mm -hmm. yeah people people were, and so sony they got this leak came out and they're like and people are like, dude, this game has not changed at all. Like, there's, it was just like a, a trending topic that was happening Thursday or Friday whenever this was happening. And so they re they released this video to save face at like, Sony like never releases stuff at like at night, like like news yeah. information so and stuff. Like a... Yeah, th this happened at like 6 p.m. or something, like late at night, right? Oh, weird. And 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 that was just like an obvious tell. Like, yeah, this was this was the yeah. safe face. And like, make a quick video yeah. right now to tell how like release the video earlier. Than what it intended, because that's that's pretty sure what was happening. They had a video yeah. of like gameplay features and stuff that was going to release out in August, probably lead up to the the marketing for this. But they had to release it early because people were giving them fucking shit for it. Right. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah. Well, I think okay. This exposes two problems, and it one problem is on one side, and one problem is on the other side. The first thing I saw before I kind of read into this a little bit deeper was so one is um the problem with leaking so yeah. leaking is like to me i think is like the ultimate disrespect to the 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 worker bees of the gaming industry because oh, yeah. these guys are already horrifically underappreciated underpaid overworked we all know the story it's horrible yeah so when you leak something and this is not to the potential that these coders and artists and stuff are working toward in the first place. That's like a huge slap to the face because you're just like throwing their their unfinished work into the public eye, and it's not it's not ready for you know the public eye to see it because you know they they want to make it perfect for us, and there's a reason they do that. That's why they do it so well. Yeah. Now, problem two is the um, the problem of just like nefarious remaking that <laughs> even in the movie industry it's the same problem is there it seems like there's a massive reduction in 
new content rather there are just there's a gigantic influx of remakes remasters redos re whatever yeah like lion king last of us uh like what else man i don't know there's oh uh, yeah like a one. lot of um let's see like a lot of Mulan. like live action like remakes for the movies yeah, has been asked like old movies yeah top gun even recently you can say that like you can say oh it's a sequel but like you know it's kind of it's not yeah. really i mean it is but like you know what i mean it's like they're just pulling old stuff and just reusing it and it's like it's weird like i'm i'm all for you know everyone wants to make their money but like it doesn't seem like you're doing it for any reason other than to make money, you know? Yeah, and there's like there's like there's like a couple different aspects when it comes to like remastering or re-releasing or whatever cuz like re-releasing like what like I said with Nintendo, they re-released literally the same version of Mario 64 and like Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy with some improvements, but like essentially it's it's the same game. And not, but like again, nostalgia has been a huge is, is a huge market factor now. Where you know, like they remaster a couple games, like Dark Souls remastered, uh, that got a lot of flack because it just, I mean, it didn't do a whole lot. Right. But I, I yeah. guess it was kind of necessary. But PlayStation has been they've been on the remake thing for uh most recently because. Ratchet and Clank, they they remade Ratchet and Clank, the first game, uh, mm-hmm. 2016, yeah. which, like, I I feel like that wasn't a good remake. Like, the gunplay and stuff feels great, like from the first game, it, it feels awesome right. and stuff. But they changed the story to line up with the movie, an, another bad movie adaptation of a game. <laughs> they they, they right. made it line up with the with the movie, so where like little cutscenes from the game are ripped straight from the movie sometimes. Jesus. So, and like the story just was worse. They just didn't, they didn't make it as good as the original. Like, Ratchet like lost yeah. his little you know uh, cocky attitude that he had. You know, yeah. I was like he likes Clank, you know, but he, he's he's kind of like a he he was he's an abandoned little animal and it's hard yeah. to accept hard to accept new people into your life. And right. that's what the whole first game is about. Is like accepting like you have someone with you now. Clank was always going to be by you. And now, fucking like, I don't like the first couple, like first hour, fucking clank crash lands on where you are, and like, dude, you want to be friends? And he's like, yeah, sure, man, let's go on an adventure. Let's go on an adventure. All the, is gone. All, all the meat, all the good stories, like telling, so I, weird. it's a platform, but I mean, come on, you're just losing the aspects of the fucking game. They made it great. Right. And so, and I, and a good example of a remake, or. Yeah, like uh, one of the better examples is um, Final Fantasy VII remake. They um, like they is a completely different game. Like the original game is like a turn-based uh, right. a- game from the PS One, and so now yeah. this remake is an action event, like an action RPG, like JRPG, right. where like mm-hmm. you're, it's always moving. Like you can't right. stop. Like, you can stop like the combat itself, to, like do which you can to like do spells and stuff and do actions, but it, it makes it more re- enjoyable because 
that was the whole thing with um the new Final Fantasy coming out, Final Fantasy 16. Like people were like, well, why isn't this turn based? And the director's like, turn based isn't in right now. Like it, the younger audience likes action right. RPGs because mm-hmm. it's you know it's just to keep them you know keep constantly uh, engaged. That's that's what they have to do. And so Final Fantasy VII remake is a good uh, example of how to do like a remake. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this change like core aspects of the gameplay and two um well actually i'll take that back it's one like the gameplay aspect of it is great of the remake but they they changed the story a bit like sephiroth doesn't appear for like he appears like way earlier in the game and so it's definitely a different story that they're they're trying to make but you know it it, it, it's, it's, it's weird like and only the first game yeah. has come out. It's a three-part trilogy, so we'll see on that. Right. But like back, going back to The Last of Us, it really seems like this wasn't needed. Like you yeah. could, like they already had like a, I, I think it was 60 frames version on the PS4 right. with the remastered, but now this remake it just has like PS5, you know, control, like uh, the DualSense features and stuff like that. It looks prettier, and then. And I, I think this is actually run to 60 FPS now. Actually, I was wrong. But it seems like it, it's the same game. And yeah. for $70, like, that's the whole thing. Like, they're charging full price for this. Wow. $70 wow. for a game that are like that, that's already accessible, like, on the store for cheap. And in physical versions, Wild. cheap. Huh. Yeah, yeah, like, if this was, like, $40, $50 even, like, yeah. it wouldn't be much blowback, Something. but... Yeah. It's seventy dollars. Like, like as a person, like has already played it, I don't see value in this remade version at yeah. seventy dollars. Maybe forty dollars. No I would play it again. It's a great story. Yeah. I recommend right. you playing it. If you haven't played it before, then you know seventy dollars is a lot to ask for this. When you can play the same game, but not as on spiffy. An older system. Yeah, not as spiffy spaffy. You know, you can play it on the PS5. Like it's backwards compatible. They're just making like, yeah. they're just remaking this, and it's to line up with the new The Last of Us TV show that's happening on like HBO Max or something, which yeah. is going to be, I, th- I think it's a retelling of the first game. So, <laughs> so the yeah, PlayStation's really, so really grabbing at this. It's yeah. like a show, like develop the game first, then you know, uh, branch out with media, which is fine. Right. But like, yeah. Any closing comments about this? Um, I don't know. I think I think we should try to end on a positive note. <laughs> we we ended on a real real bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people are still gonna buy this, like. It's PlayStation. Like it's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Like right. there's there's special editions that sold out like, like immediately because it's PlayStation. People will just buy it, just like Nintendo. Some people will buy Nintendo stuff. And I don't think because I remember the story pretty well. I mean, I'll go. I can go back to it, but I have other stuff to play. And like, right. I it's probably gonna sell millions of copies. You know, typical PlayStation stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, should we more on a, on a, on a, pers- on a more positive note? Let's uh, get some positive to say about uh, today or you know upcoming. You got anything, any good upcoming um, things happening to you? Let's see. Um, 
you know, I'm 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 really just looking forward to the semester starting. I think that's what I want to say. Yeah. Like, cause I'll be back with my uh, my teammates and everything, and I get to kind of expand my my social media stuff where I, I can like do the content for the school, which is great. Mm-hmm. I can I can engage like all these students with like with exercise and lifting, which is going to be super great. And then like, I'm really excited to like, just be playing video games again. Cause like, I've actually played a few times this week and like, they make me, they make me feel good. And it's nice to like, take a break for once and feel yeah. that relaxation that they give. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking love games. Um, it's, it's, it's a part of me now. So I'm, definitely looking forward to you know the story that live alive is gonna tell like i'm pretty excited about that can't wait to tell you about it but yeah that's uh, i'm happy i'm gonna be starting in semester two asu Um, i'm actually going with going with jeffrey monday to uh figure out the financial stuff behind that but and i'm gonna look for my classes too because i need to know where they fucking are so i don't Look like a chicken without its head. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm late. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, is I'm excited for the upcoming semester. Uh, play games. A lot of upcoming game releases that I've pre-ordered already, and I'm excited about. And stuff that I I need to go back and play. Like I've been wanting to play Dragon Quest Eleven because I. I love Dragon Quest. That was like my first like RPG I've ever played was Dragon Quest Nine on the DS, and I was like, dude, this looks like Dragon Ball, which I was I loved Dragon Ball at the time. So I was like, this looks amazing. I'm I'm definitely about fucking Dragon Ball right now, and this Dragon Quest yeah. game. So yeah, I just have a lot of backlog stuff that I want to finish. And I, think I reinstalled I reinstalled Doom Eternal because I haven't beat it yet. And oh, that game is so good. Oh, and, my yeah, God. dude, dude, wow. like. The um the one of the, one of the dooms this uh, original uh twenty sixteen doom song came on when I was driving and I was like it goes hard it goes so Dude. fucking hard I love it and it's, when, it when makes me want to so play hard. just like how whenever I hear like, Chrono Trigger music in my playlist I'm like Dude, I want to play fucking Chrono Trigger again or Final <laughs> I hear Final Fantasy seven remake songs like I, I I remember it was pretty fun and, and like annoying but fuck I oh. Yeah, I, I am excited about a lot of things, you know. Good. So, yeah. Well, where where can they find you, Eddie? Um. All right. You can you can find me on Instagram at Eddie Lee Lifts, spelled E D D I E L E E L I F T S. Um. I post uh daily fitness content, exercise tutorials little motivational clips um just about fitness weightlifting um if you want to follow my journey to my powerlifting competition in december that would be fantastic i'd really appreciate that um you can also find me at uh cu denver powerlifting on instagram which is c u d e n v e r p o w e r l i f t i n g powerlifting and um yeah so uh, i have a little lovely team of individuals that i lift with and they train me and they give me fantastic advice so um yeah that's where you can find me awesome man and you can find literally i i've 
try to make it easy with my thing. It's literally pen and pan anywhere. If it's not one word, I couldn't have spaces. It's like my Twitch is pen underscore in underscore pant. And I don't know. I think I think I want to make this podcast like like streamed, but I I always like like the internet maybe you know might. Well, that's that's the thing. Like I have pretty good internet. So I, it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad, and I could, we get we can get some like chat interactivity if if possible. But yeah, right now we're just recording it, and um, if you're on YouTube, if you're seeing this afterwards, you're gonna see gameplay. Um, what do you think of the games that you've seen on here? I'm streaming it to you on Discord, right? They're yeah, no, they're uh, they're good watcher games. Um, just like I don't know, it's kind of like it's not it's not so like I think really any game could work for it as long as it's like motion you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah if you want to send me like gameplay you're gonna stream on twitch you know anything like that yeah. if you want to um yeah if you want to connect like no no it won't work but yeah just uh yeah just text me like hey i have some gameplay let's figure out how i can uh i'll, I'll figure out how to put it in you know send me the uh, i don't know exactly how it works think you yeah. can send it to me figure it out yeah it's a one drive link or whatever stuff yeah. like that but yeah find me cool. pin and pan um this is a great first episode it's clocking in on just under two hours which i i would say it's like a it's average podcast time i mean like for a first episode yeah. it's not bad you know hopefully you know we can get to like i want to like average two to three hour podcasts and that'd be nice we have a lot more topics to discuss and we'll include more elements you know like um podcasts i listen to have like a a game of the like a game of the week or something you know a game pass pick of the week stuff like that like and definitely more shows are they have like patron uh, questions that they they have so maybe we'll come up with uh let's know in the comment section like what we can do to improve or like add to this you know like um gross story of the day fucking stuff like that or you know just like like, like a, a weird a weird topic like we'll like stop in the middle yeah. of the news and just and segue into like questions that like other people have or you know we that we come up with we're gonna ask each other stuff like that but yeah eddie thank you so much great first episode yes. many more to come yes sir all right all right cool. we'll uh we'll catch you guys later thanks for thanks for listening bye